The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Kim Strother. Saturday is the last day of in-person early voting ahead of Tuesday's general election. VPM News reporter Lyndon German has more on the four contested races for the Hanover County Board of Supervisors. In Ashland, 20-year incumbent Faye Pritchard is being challenged by Yael Levine, who has a history of advocating for parents' rights in education. Newcomers Daniel Floyd and Hope Prince are facing off in Chickahominy. They are seeking the seat left vacant by the resignation of Angela Kelly Wiesek. If elected, Clara Scott would be the only person of color on the board from South Anna. She is running against incumbent Sue Dibble. In Mechanicsville, Ryan Hudson unseated a longtime incumbent in the primary and faces independent candidate Joshua Paramore. Over 7,000 ballots have already been cast in Hanover, according to the Virginia Public Access Project. Lyndon German, VPM News. Governor Glenn Youngkin issued a new executive order this week following several student overdoses in Northern Virginia. The Loudoun Times-Mirror reports that in recent weeks, eight high school students have non-fatally overdosed on what law enforcement officials believe to be fentanyl-laced pills. Youngkin's Order 28 directs the State Department of Education to create guidance that in part ensures, quote, school divisions notify all parents of school-connected overdoses within 24 hours. The Chickahominy tribe is receiving a $25,000 grant from the Comcast Corporation to improve internet connectivity. With no reservation, many members are spread out in rural areas, sometimes making it hard to connect. It's why Richmond-based Code VA will supply members with 100 laptops, as well as instruction on how to use their new digital technology, according to the Richmond Times-Dispatch. The grant is in addition to a $500,000 federal grant they received through the Tribal Broadband Connectivity Program. Virginia regulators can't say how much marijuana dispensaries have made since the sale of medical cannabis was legalized in 2020. WHRO's Ryan Murphy explains why. Virginia's medical marijuana program was expected to be a $50 million business by 2024, but the agencies that oversee the program can't or won't say how much is flowing through it. The state's pharmacy board currently monitors the medical cannabis program. It's poised to hand off regulatory responsibilities to the new Cannabis Control Authority in January. Neither agency could say how much marijuana has been sold in the last three years. In contrast, agencies in Maryland and Washington, D.C. track and publicly report sales data for medical marijuana. That's raised questions from state lawmakers about how much money Virginia is making and what that money is being used for. This story was reported by Virginia Commonwealth University's Capital News Service. And that was Ryan Murphy with partner station WHRO News. Cedar Fair, the company behind King's Dominion, is merging with Six Flags. The Richmond Times-Dispatch reports the companies announced their $2 billion deal yesterday. The new venture is keeping the Six Flags name and will oversee 27 amusement parks, 15 water parks, and nine resorts in the U.S., Canada, and Mexico, including the theme park in Hanover County and Six Flags America in Maryland. 
Richmond County officials used blue and red shovels to break ground on a new community center in Southside. But as VPM News' Jad Khalil reports, they also used the opportunity to make a sales pitch for a question on next week's ballot. On Wednesday, Mayor LeVar Stoney said the passage of the casino referendum would help build a new child care facility in the area too, using $7 million from an upfront payment from the prospective casino operators. So if you're an individual who believes in good jobs for people who are in need of good jobs, you should vote yes. If you're a person who believes that we should be investing in children at their earliest ages, then you should vote yes. A big part of the pitch is a projected $30 million in annual tax revenue, which officials say would go towards other child care initiatives. Two-thirds of that would come from visitors gambling. Consultants hired by the city said the most would come from what they called Richmond's downtown core, and about 200,000 visits would come from Southside. That's a criticism of casino opponents, who say the facility would exploit lower-income residents in that area. Jad Khalil, VPM News. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at myvpm. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.